the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, March the 4th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On March 4, 1933, Franklin D. Roosevelt took office. He was America's 32nd president. Today, in 1789, the Constitution of the United States went into effect as the first federal Congress met in New York. Ironically, they could not do business because they didn't have a quorum. Not because people were objecting or not showing up purposefully. They traveled on horseback, and some of them hadn't arrived. It took a little longer than they thought. So tomorrow, the next day, they got down to business. Today in 1863, the Idaho Territory was created. Today in 1865, President Abraham Lincoln was inaugurated for his second term of office. With the uh, end of the Civil War in sight, finally, Lincoln said, with malice toward none, with charity for all. Today in 1966, John Lennon with the Beatles, you know, the singing group Beatles, he was quoted in the London Evening Standard as saying, we're more popular than Jesus now. That did not play well in America. It doesn't play well now with me when I hear or read his words from 1966. Today in 2018, former Russian spy Sergei Skirpal and his daughter, they were found unconscious on a bench in southwestern English city of Salisbury, both survived what British authorities said was a murder attempt using a nerve agent. Russia was most likely behind that. Today in 2020, federal health officials investigated a suburban Seattle nursing home. We know that was Kirkland. That nursing home was at the center, <clears throat> excuse me, center of the coronavirus outbreak. Ten years ago today, Vladimir Putin scored a decisive victory in Russia's presidential election to return to the Kremlin. He assured the people that the election was pure. It had not been tampered with. Five years ago today, President Donald Trump accused former President Barack Obama of tapping his telephones during the 2016 election. An Obama spokesman declared that that assertion was simply false. Well, now we know, and I'm not defending Trump, I'm just trying to defend the truth. We now know, as the reports, the lengthy, long investigations are now producing reports, we now know that they were indeed tapping in to his phone calls at the Trump Tower and even around the White House later. We live in a world, there's so much confusion. There's so much, um, it's hard to separate and sort out what's actually going on in our world today. It's tough to figure out 
what's right and what's wrong and what's true and what's false. I mean, it's very, very difficult to do that. I want to talk about something today that is concerning. We, I'm very careful on this program not to get into um, too far off the page. There's a lot of conspiracy stuff out there on both sides, on both sides, unfortunately, the left and the right. And sometimes there's things, in fact, most often, there's things out there that are not true. Some things that I've heard that I I wish were true, to be honest with you, are not. There are some things that perhaps are not true that we wish were. But I try to stay in, in the zone, not in the middle, but in the zone of truth. Because that's what God would have us to focus on in this world. And Jesus said of himself, I am the truth. And I am convinced, more now than ever before, and I've believed this since I was a child, I was taught by faithful parents and grandparents, I have believed my entire life that God has got to be the focus in our lives if life is going to make any sense. As we have aborted God from our public expression, from our market square, from school, from the culture, we have found ourselves drifting into lawlessness. Often I hear well-meaning people say something very piously. I hear them say, well, you just can't legislate morality. And the people that I normally hear say that are people who claim to be, and perhaps are Christians, who politically lean to the left. In fact, they have a term for it, the religious left. I hear them say, you just can't legislate morality. So I ask, why do politicians meet? Why do we elect them? Why do we pay them to make laws? Has there ever been a law written that wasn't legislating morality? They all do. Yeah, I know. I know what they mean. Laws don't guarantee proper behavior. Any law can be broken, but laws sure do make people think twice before breaking them. Laws of the state are part of God's plan to protect man from himself and from others. So the next time someone says to you, well, you just can't legislate morality, why are you trying to get those conservative right-wing people elected to office? Well, <laughs> just, just suggest that they do away with all the laws on rape and murder and robbery. And if they don't understand, just refer them to some of the cities who have, like Seattle and Portland and San Francisco and Chicago. Uh, you know the list. Sure, laws don't change a person's heart. Only Jesus Christ can do that. But they sure do help protect us from each other. I want to talk to you a little bit today about lawlessness on a global on a global stage. Senator Marco Rubio made an unusual comment about Russia yesterday on Fox Business Channel. When asked if the free world could do anything more to stop Vladimir Putin at this point, his response was noteworthy. It caught my attention, and I want to talk about that a little bit today, particularly in that Rubio sits on the Senate Intelligence Committee, 
where he would have access to information that wouldn't be available even to all in Congress. Rubio said, well, he said, I think the free world is doing a lot more than I thought it was was going to. I'm actually pleasantly surprised at the rallying we've seen all throughout Europe. He was talking about these sanctions. He said, and other countries have joined Korea, Japan, in imposing these crippling sanctions. He said, the Russian economy is in total freefall, and I would tell you, I would expect the unexpected inside of Russia. Rubio said, predicting that any internal reaction will be swift, dramatic, and unforeseeable. Then he said this. He said, these things move very quickly. We're never going to see it coming if something is happening internally. But they're going to be in a a really, really difficult place in about a week from now when you look at the impact this is having on their economy. He said, CEOs and workers are abandoning Russia, taking their talents with them, rendering Putin's war unaffordable. He also said that anyone who can get out of Russia, from CEOs to workers, are getting out right now. We haven't been hearing a lot about that. I was aware of that, but I was further my caught my attention when Rubio was saying this because he is uh, there's a part of Rubio that I I didn't support when he was running for president, but I think he's a pretty good guy. He's in the right political party at least for the moment. But he he's got insights that others don't have because as I said, he's on that committee. Then he said this. He said there are all kinds of CEOs who are abandoning the country. Virtually everyone who can get out, whether it's a CEO or a worker, everyone who can get out of Russia is getting out right now. And the combination of that brain drain and the capital that they're taking with them, he said, I don't know if you saw Putin is, I don't know if if you saw Putin is banning everyone leaving with more than $10,000. The impact of their economy is devastating. So he said that's going to begin to have an impact because we well know in this country these kinds of wars like what he is doing now is costing money a lot of money he's not going to be able to afford it so let's take a look at what's going on behind the stage in this war as it unfolds I think the world from what I have read and seen and I've read a lot over the last week the world kind of gasp other than China when he jumped into this clearly the United States did not see this coming on the scale that it did I mean it's very clear or if they did they were pretending not to know but the New York Times even the New York Times says a Western intelligence service collected information before the invasion of Ukraine that Russia and China had agreed that Russia would wait until the Olympic Games in China were over to attack Ukraine. The Times says the intelligence service is considered credible by U.S. authorities. Well, the Olympics ended on February 20, and Russian President Putin ordered troops into Ukraine on February 24. Putin and Xi Jinping, they met on February 4, but no one knows for sure if they discussed the invasion of Ukraine in that meeting, but There are people who know for sure that they had discussed it. A Chinese embassy spokesperson in Washington, D.C. told the New York Times, these claims are speculation without any basis and are intended to blame, shift, and smear China. 
But there's a host of people that are saying, no, that's not true. That was discussed. The Daily Caller, which is a conservative news organization and news foundation, it's also asking questions about Putin regarding his health and his well-being in the wake of this invasion of Ukraine. They, too, are quoting Senator Marco Rubio. A tweet that Marco Rubio posted on February 25th, a couple of weeks ago, said, quote, I wish I could share more, but for now I can say it's pretty obvious to many something is off with Putin. What does that mean? Well, (laughs) Reuters News Service, which is an international news service, not conservative, they reported that French President Emmanuel Macron He met with Putin in early February, that would be about a month ago, telling sources that he was struck at how different the Russian president was compared to when he met him during the summer of 2021. That would be last summer, of course. Reuters Reuters went at great length on this story. I'm going to summarize a little bit of what they said. They said Putin gave Macron five hours of his five hours in this meeting about world geopolitics, five hours of historical revisionism. He further described how Putin believes that the West had broken commitments to Russia since the late 1990s, including the growth of NATO to include former Soviet Union states. Um, And they go on, 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 Reuters goes on on that. So he goes on for hours rewriting history from 1997. He drowned you. This is Macron, the head of France, talking. He said he drowned you in these long monologues. He noted that Macron kept trying to go back to the issue of that present moment. But Putin was that he was going to invade Ukraine. But Russia had amassed more than 100,000 troops along the border at the time. And yet Putin kept saying, no, I have no plan to do that. Reuters describes Putin's behavior as hawkish and reported that Putin feels the 2019 election of Vladimir Zelensky was a coup and that Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is controlled by the U.S. Well, our CIA has employed psychiatrists to analyze the mental stability of America's adversaries, including Xi in, in China and Putin in Russia and others. They have told the press that they have thought for some time that Putin was becoming untethered from reality. In other words, becoming a madman. In fact, Fiona Hill, she's with our U.S. Security Council. She told Politico, which is, again, not a conservative voice. They're kind of middle of the road, but they lean a little bit toward the left, If, in my opinion. They're certainly not conservative. But she told them, Sadly, we are treading back through old historic patterns that we saw we would never permit to happen again. Putin is increasingly operating emotionally. Then she said this. She said, there's lots of danger ahead. Putin is increasingly operating emotionally and likely to use all the weapons at his disposal, including nuclear ones. It's important not to have any illusions, but equally important not to lose hope. This is U.S. Security Council talking. 
It's important not to have any illusions, but equally important not to lose hope. You have to ask yourself, what do we build our hope on today? Is it a mighty army under the U.S. flag? Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Not really. And man, I'm a patriot. If you listen to this program, you know, you know that I'm a patriot. I love this country. This country has done so much for so many. I've seen the results of what we can do as America in the darkest, most hellish corners of this earth. I've been there. Not as a tourist on a cruise ship, but doing missionary work, living with the people, staying in pastors' homes with dirt floors. I say that in complete humility. I mean, it's nothing about me except I've seen the other side of the world, of the culture. And I've seen America has done a lot of good things, and particularly the agencies working within America, particularly Christian agencies like Franklin Graham, for sure and others. But I've seen that. We have done so much, so good, but yet we cannot depend ultimately on our own government to give us hope. Sometimes we're hopeful, sometimes we're not. It depends on the leadership. And the leadership today, while we're talking about Putin being in cognitive decline, Our leadership today, you have to stop and wonder. And I say this again with a right spirit. And I don't mean to be critical or mean. God would not have that. But you have to wonder if the leadership of the most powerful nation on earth really knows what's going on. I don't know that he does. Fiona Hill continued. She's with U.S. Security Council. She she said, I'm quoting her, there's lots of danger ahead. Putin is increasingly operating emotionally and likely to use all the weapons at his disposal, including nuclear ones. It's important not to have any illusions, but equally important not to lose hope. Then she said this, every time you think, no, he wouldn't, would he? Well, yes, he would. I'm quoting her. And he wants us to know that, of course. It's not that we should be intimidated or scared. We have to prepare for those contingencies and figure out what it is that we're going to do to head them off. The National Review said yesterday, quote, the casual speculation about Vladimir Putin's mental state has become more serious. It's an insightful article. They conclude with a quote from The Guardian, which is an English paper. Vladimir Putin's decision to launch a catastrophic new European war combined with the sheer weirdness of his recent public appearances has raised questions in Western capitals. They're mostly talking about European capitals, but Western capitals about the mental stability of the leader of a country with 6,000 nuclear warheads. Following Putin's speech on Monday, an LC official made an unusually bold assessment. This is according to National Review, quoting The Guardian out of England. Made an unusually bold assessment that the speech was paranoid. This Bernard Gouda, a member of the European Parliament for Macron's grouping, he told France Inner Radio on 
Thursday morning, yesterday morning, that after the military invasion began, quote, I think this man is losing his sense of reality, to say it politely. Asked by the interviewer if that meant he thought Putin had gone mad, he said yes. Ruta's not alone. This Milo Zeman, a Czech president, long, long-time friend at one time of Vladimir Putin's, one of his staunchest supporters. He came out yesterday and he said, Putin is a madman. <laughs> and he's on his team, or has been. All our Russia watchers, watching his press conferences, think that he's descending, according to the Guardian, by via the National Review, think that he's descending into even a more despotic mindset. People grow old, they acquire ailments, their perception of reality changes, the prospect of morality affects different people differently. Most people don't hold complete power over a vast nation while hearing only affirmative feedback from those around them. This is a dangerous way to age. That's what's being said on the world stage, backstage, today about Vladimir Putin. They're concerned. Because in America, Joe Biden also is failing cognitively. I mean, it's very clear. I mean, nobody, even the Democrats, I mean, they're scurrying around trying to figure out who to replace him with and how to do it. Because all of the ratings are indicating they're not going to win anything much in the upcoming midterm election and probably the general election in a couple of years. This is bad and it's deep. And there are many in America today who are dealing with hopelessness. Rasmussen report out this morning, the survey finds that 74% of American adults believe the Russian invasion of Ukraine is going to hurt the American economy. What's going to happen? And I agree. What strikes me is that there's 14% of people in America that think that it won't. It won't make any difference. And there's 12% that don't even know what's going on. That's what concerns me. It's not surprising that 74% of American adults believe that this invasion of Ukraine is going to hurt our economy. That connected to what Biden has been doing through his policy and his executive orders and all of that. He can't get anything passed through Congress, even though the Democrats control Congress. But he's done what he could do with the president's pen. But we're at a point now where the world is concerned. We got Biden and they know. I mean, they know, they listen, they watch. Now we've got Putin. And it's pretty, the evidence is pretty overwhelming that people that know this stuff, who spend all their time looking into this kind of stuff, they know that Putin's got a problem. Personally, he's in decline. We all get there if we live long enough. But we're usually not running a, a country like Russia with 6,000 nukes or running the most powerful nation on earth yet. That's why this is so important. I doubt that Putin <laughs> knows he's experiencing cognitive failure. I guess they never do. <laughs> Maybe we all are, and we don't know it. 
But I do know that he's obsessed with power, and he doesn't even try to hide that. Every dictator is. George Orwell wrote, power is not a means, it's an end. One does not establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship. There's a lot of propaganda out there. It's being spread regarding the Ukraine invasion. Be careful with that because there's a lot of stuff out there. Some of you have written me in the last day or so. said, man, what about all this stuff? Several of you have. What's going on with this? Should we believe this? Should we believe that? There's a lot of stories out there on all sides. So be careful. And we'll try to talk about those things on this program each day because this is serious stuff. This isn't two little backwater third world countries kind of going at each other in, you know, in Central America somewhere or in the middle of Africa or whatever. I mean, I've been in those wars and gotten out, obviously, alive. But I've been in some of those scrapes when they overnight the government changed. I got up the next morning and wondered if I had a flight out of the country. I understand that, but this isn't that. This is much more than that. Adolf Hitler said, by the skillful and sustained use of propaganda, one can make a people see even heaven as hell, or an extremely wretched life as paradise. That's what's happening today. Taiwan newspaper yesterday, Taiwan headlines, wondered anxiously out loud in big, bold type. Ukraine today, Taiwan tomorrow, question mark. What happens next, in part, is dependent on whether the whether America can show the leadership the world has come to expect from the United States. Even those who hate us expect us to lead. We aren't leading. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. We need direction from the Lord. We need insight. We need understanding. We must be informed. If we are not informed, we will be misled. What can we count on? What can we stand on? What can we absolutely know for sure? I'll tell you what we can know. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Edward Mote was a pastor. He was a hymn writer. He was born in London, January 21st, 1797. His parents ran a tavern, a pub. Often, Edward was left to his own devices. He played in the street, ran with the gangs. He later said, speaking of his childhood years, he said, so ignorant was I that I did not even know there was a God. Well, he got saved and became a pastor. And he wrote these words. Take these with you over the weekend. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the overwhelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. When he shall come with trumpet sound, O oh, may I then in him be found, in him my righteousness alone faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. 
Take that with you this weekend. Thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.